Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. Once again, it's another beautiful and fine Tuesday, and you know what that means. It's time once again for your favorite sports podcast, none other than the Sports Bros Podcast. Shout out to b for catching my error early because I named this episode 153 when it's really 154. b your nickname should be Hawkeye because you'll be catching everything, <laughs> everything, all right? Just call me the editor-in-chief, baby. That's what I'm here for. Let's get it. There you go, the editor-in-chief. With that being said, that's enough of my incoherent reveling. I have two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing the almighty B-Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? 154 times. Man. It, just all the sports are happening right now. Basketball playoffs. Hockey playoffs start today. Baseball is in full swing. We've got two different spring football leagues. We've got NASCAR. We've got golf. We've got wrestling. Yes, I said two spring football leagues that I watched none of this week. <laughs> I, I can't get into the rhythm. I'm trying. I'm trying. That's what I am. What makes it even funnier is watching Fox Sports, and they like are obligated to force each show to feature a highlight reel from the USFL for every show is funny. It's like almost cringeworthy because you can tell that they're being forced to push a product that ah, Sky D may be right, but we we're trying, we're trying, but you know what? That's about as much credit as I'm going to give the other guy on this show today. So I'm going to get that out of the way and go ahead and get his introduction out of the way. Cause it's really irrelevant. Just like the 256 pick in the NFL draft. Yes, sir. Cause he is irrelevant. Go ahead, the other guy. All right, and the other guy, the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania. He is the one, the only, the money man, Scotty D. We will, we will rock you. <laughs> yeah. I see. It's like you, you hear all those good stadium themes this year. With the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs start this week, boys. And baseball season, uh, a month in the books already. So here we go. A good time for sports. Good time for the uh, the sports fan is the weather starting to turn the corner a little bit. I'm sure that'll bring the Oakland A's fans back in droves. Because if I'm not mistaken, I didn't didn't I hear last week that one of their minor league teams drew more than the major league team on the same night. <laughs> the fans in Oakland have had it. They've had it. But hey. Uh, not a lot of people are going to the ballpark at all right now because it's still cold outside, but we're getting there, baby. It's warming up. And uh, NBA playoffs were heating up, but nothing was as hot this past weekend as the NFL. Still in the spotlight when it's not even their, their season. Eddie Cole, talk to us. All right, let's get this thing started. Here it is, the top of the order. All right, let's get into the top of the order. And as Scotty D mentioned in our group chat that uh, Roger Goodell 
would make a great pro wrestler because Roger Goodell <laughs> got all kind of heel heat. The boobers were out in full effect. And Ice Cube, yes, Ice Cube got a heel pop as well, too. But enough about the pomp and circumstances and funny handshakes and jumping up and down. Um, and then somebody's grandma stared at somebody like, you better not try it if you know you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you saw that, too. Yes, great, great moments in draft history. CD Lamb and now this. <laughs> Boy, the stare down. <laughs> you oh, you think you're gonna get to my my grandson's money first? I'm watching you. <laughs> oh man, Th- those are all those those always turn out to be funny. Those little interactions to like where they have the live cam and they're on the phone and you just watch like everything around it. Like for example, the time when Russell Wilson got the call that he was drafted by Seattle. <laughs> And the girl's like, ah! oh, old trout mount. I like to call yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Three, three, three years later, here comes Sierra dancing in his life. And as they say, the rest is history. All right, enough of my consistent, incoherent rambling. The NFL draft, fellas, here we go. Now, what are your takeaways from the NFL draft? Scotty D, what say you? The the takeaway to me was actually the story that I told you last week I was most interested in, and that was the the quarterbacks and I was interested to see how that was going to play out and it didn't play out very well at all. No, nope. because by the end of round three, one quarterback had been picked. And that was Kenny Pickett. And he went, what was it? 20th, I think to Pittsburgh in the first round, whatever they were, mm-hmm. whatever the Steelers were in the first round, 20th, 20th, 20th. And uh, it goes to show you that not all people are listening to Mel Kuyper who put this big hype board up every single day with all these quarterbacks Malik Willis and Matt Corral, all them stacked up in the first round. And they didn't get picked for quite a while. Interesting to me, though, because, you you know, you think of the NFL, the modern NFL is such a passing league. And it seemed to be stressed in the way wide receivers were taken because like 100 of them went in the first two rounds. And yet nobody trusted this quarterback class. I mean, even even running backs didn't go until the first one wasn't chosen until the second round. So for a passing league. Nobody trusted this class of quarterbacks. Very interesting because I guess everyone says we got our quarterbacks in place, but we need them to throw to somebody. So let's just rake in the wide receivers off the board. So that to me was kind of a kind of an interesting tilt to the way the draft went that passing league, but nobody's taking quarterbacks be live. Well, I'm, I'm a piggyback off of that. And then I have a couple points of my own. The reason why so many wide receivers went this year is because of them contracts that the ones that, um, the big contrast that just happened. Teams were like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Why am I spending $30 million a year on a wide receiver when I can get one off the off the books? But let me let me get him for about, about three, four, five million a year. Let me get that rookie contract and let me get him for five years. And let me reset. You're gonna see this a lot. The same thing happened with running backs. When running backs, when they had a dual threat and everything, running backs. I think Zeke Elliott was the one that opened um opened that um open that can of worms where um him and Gurley yeah yep. getting those big yep. contracts and then uh, then then the league shifted. What's happening is that wide receivers are a dime a dozen. If they have somebody, to, I mean, you have freak athleticism. You have some that run routes. You have a combination of both. But at the end of the day, you go four wide. You got a good quarterback. They're going to get a wide receiver the ball. So, dime a dozen, not paying $30 million, you got to be elite on top of elite. You want to see the system reset soon enough. But they what are, it, though. They're still paying them, though. Well, I the, mean, the, 
AJ Brown got traded and got a big contract like the next minute. So they are that, still paying him. You know, Devontae Adams got paid. You know, um, Tyreek Hill got paid. They're, it seems like they're, they're, they're doing both, though, B-Live. It just doesn't seem like they're in place of, of paying you're, the biggest. You're, you're, they're doing you both. Named, you named five teams. You named five teams that paid that money. The rest of them said, uh-uh, I'm not doing it. And that's, that's essentially what – that was the okay. statement that was made by the NFL teams. They were like, hold on, let's see what I can get on this side. Because, again, we're talking – and see, A.J. Brown – hundred million four years. Does he deserve that type of money? Eh. I think he's overpaid. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I'm gonna tell you, my I got a, I got I got quite a few because I, I love the NFL draft. My first point that I saw, the thing that intrigued me the most, the Green Bay Packers are petty. They are petty. <laughs> they had two first round draft picks. Didn't pick a wide receiver in the first round and then turned around and traded up to get um, the second pick of the second um, round and pick the wide receiver. They had the 29th pick. They could have picked wide receiver there and then did the trade up and get their offense on um, their the defensive um, tackle that they ended up getting. They literally they did that on purpose. They did that. On, they, you can't tell me that they did not do that on purpose just to keep the status quo that they do not draft wide receivers in the first round. Screw you, Aaron Rodgers. But they picked the second pick of the second round of wide receiver. They could have did that in the first round. It would have made not a 29th, 34th pick. They, they petty. They petty. <laughs> they is petty. I said, that, that, that's, I know it's a mood point. I know that's not in the grand scheme of things. But I like seeing little dumb mess like that. I was like, come on, Green Bay, you had two first-round draft picks. You still ain't going to draft a wide receiver and then turn around and trade up to get a wide receiver in the second round? Y'all is off the chain. But you know how my, I, I'm, I'm team petty all day. I, pettiness is beautiful. Ugh. What about um, – let's go on the college level real quick. Um. My beloved Clemson Tigers, all Rosalie the Dabo, bleed orange. You know how I do things. The Clemson Tigers last year lost to Georgia 10 to 3. Clemson lost to an NFL team <laughs> because yeah. 15 players got drafted. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> That was an NFL team on the field for 15 players to get drafted. An NFL defense anyway. Eight eight of them. Eight. Eight eight of them. Five of them went first round. Yeah. Insane. Man, (laughs) we lost by a pick six. Our defense held them to three points. Let's see what what our draft looks like next year. When some of our defensive players become eligible, we only had we only had two get drafted. It's okay, it's all right. Andrew Booth, second round. Baylor Specter to the Bills, sixth round. I'm Andrew Booth, Viking, second round. But hey, undrafted free agents: Mario Goodrich to the Eagles, Dolan Turner to the Buccaneers, James Skowski went to the Colts, Braden Galloway tied in with the Chicago, Justin Ross, a junior that declared. 
is with the Chiefs. Mm. He was a he was a projected first round draft pick, but because of his injuries, um, he has a it has something to do with his spine, and to, it scared everybody away. Give the guy a chance. He's with the best quarterback in all of football with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Ross. Hey, I wish you the best of luck. All in, bleed orange all day, every day. All roasted to dabble. Love it. Yes, sir. I'm sorry about that. How, how about the actual draft itself? Did you guys think it was a little strange that they had years to prepare for this and the, the green room, as they call it, was like a mile and a half away from the stage. It took these. They were like walking down corridors and hallways. Sauce got lost on the way to the stage. <laughs> lost in the sauce. <laughs> sauce got it. lost. And, and seriously, I mean, I'm like, where are these guys at? They, 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 I mean, usually these dudes, there have been times where they were like sat in front of the stage and then they had like their own room that was right on the corner. These guys were like way down on the other end of the, of the stadium. Or so. I, I thought that was a little bit strange. I mean, by the time they got there, the next team was making their pick. Down there by the Bellagio Hotel. Matter of fact, didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't somebody like literally? Did somebody sprint to the stage? Somebody sprint to the stage, didn't he? I, I think one of those guys did. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 was in a full he was in a full experience. Like, huh, huh, huh. yeah, I know I got a thirteen thousand dollars suit on, but I gotta run. I gotta go. <laughs> I I was I, like I was like, damn, is 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 this the is this WrestleMania in the stadium? <laughs> <laughs> they walk halfway down the aisle or the Royal Rumble. Seriously. Walk down the aisle, hop on the golf cart, pull you up to the ring and get off. They should have been doing that, man. They, like, yeah, it was, it was, that was, I thought that was strange. And did you see how many people were there? I mean, thousands of people, like, way, like they were just as far back from the stage as the players were trying they to get like, to the. They had yeah. like five different stages. I was like, I didn't yeah. even know what the main stage was. They had on because on the other side, of the, yeah, the main, they had the draft stage. They, I guess she had some type of concert stage, which was behind it. And so I guess you, I don't. It it was a lot to. It digest. was crazy. It was crazy. I don't know if I'd want to be there. I mean, in the middle of a mob um, scene like that, to listen to somebody just make a pick, and I say, okay, who is that now? Like, <laughs> pull out my phone. I mean, you know, they, we don't know everybody that's getting picked in the even in the first round, let alone the the later rounds as you go along. Day, day, day three, day three, people are just there just to cheer on their team. They have yeah. no yeah. clue whatsoever who that guy no. is. <laughs> and that's why they spruce it up. They bring out celebrities and past players and stuff like that. And and Chris Angel spinning up in the in the rafters with the <laughs> straight jacket on. Did you see that? That's how they started the, the second day. Chris Angel's like upside down spinning around the straight jacket. I, like, you the one that oh. told me about it. I still haven't seen that. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. whatever. It, 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 was, it was wild. And then you had the one former Vikings running back who took forever. Oh, yeah. Gave a big speech. Gave, yeah. gave a big speech. And Bedusa was like, man, you. We gotta wrap it up, B. We gotta wrap that's, it up, B. We got thirty thousand rounds to go. We gotta, we gotta wrap yeah. it up. Where that, where, 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 where that Dave Chappelle button? Wrap it up. Yeah, wrap, wrap it up. Wrap, <laughs> wrap it up. You see this? Wrap it up. It's over with. It is. Yeah, over hit with. hit the hit the music like at the Oscars. All right, gotta make her, yeah. <laughs> you gotta get them out here, man. Yeah. The the conductor's looking at the producer. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw you another one. I'm gonna throw you in another one that just is surprisingly enough. And then we'll get into our particular team's draft because mm. there's a lot to unravel there. But how about 
hook them horns. The no picks. Texas Longhorns, zero draft picks. You got more Coastal Carolina guys than, than, than Texas. Yeah, I'm all, <laughs> I'm all for that. Isaiah Likely, my man tied in, going to the league with the um, Baltimore Ravens. Hey, they love their tight ends in Baltimore, man. Best of luck to him. But, yeah, the, the horns. McConaughey, um, what happened? What's going on? All right, all right, all right. No, no, no. It ain't all right <laughs> at that. Uh, I was like, wow. And Clemson, Clemson only had two. It was uh, Georgia's, Georgia stole the show. Wow. Let's see, let's see what they do next year. Clemson's ranked fourth in the um, preseason polls. We'll be back. All roads lead to that, but let's get it. And then there's the other team in South Carolina. Nobody. <clears throat> all right, cool. Moving on. Um, <laughs> a couple chickens got picked. Yeah, we got a couple. Yeah, yeah, a couple went. A couple got drafted. You know, a couple got picked. And I think one guy was a he was a kicker, and he got you know an undrafted free agent con- uh, contract. How about our guy, um, Cole Kelly? Undrafted. Yep, undrafted. He did not get drafted, but he did sign with the Washington Commanders. Yep, yep. And uh, this was this was a tough year for quarterbacks across the board. I think how many what what uh, six seven maybe. I'm not sure, but I, you know, at the end of the second round, when no one had gotten picked, a second quarterback hadn't got picked, I started having a bad feeling about the, you know, I, because I really did think maybe two, maybe three would be picked in the first round, and at least by the end of the second. And when second round came and went, and still none of these other quarterbacks off the board, I started getting a little sinking feeling for Cole Kelly at that point. But uh, yeah, he did, he did get, he did get signed though. Yeah, I think. The, and there's some there's definitely some value in that. I mean, some 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 of your greats have that didn't get signed, and I mean, some of the hype scum wears off of some of the players that are really up there. And I think that's actually a good segue when you speak about quarterbacks, um, and the late picks and everything. Let's I I want to go ahead and talk about my Panthers. I think my Panthers did a great job in this draft. They did. Given the given the limited resources that they had, they made moves. Things fell right into place. Let's start off rip um, with my with my boy Icky 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 from NC State. He was projected to be the number two, like he's the number two overall player. And they went defense, 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 defense. The first five picks fell right into our laps. Yes. You heard your boy at the Sports Bros podcast. O-line, you heard the HOC, the head of creative. You heard us. Thank you, O-line. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you listened. Oh, my God. I told you, and, pick an old lineman, and you did. And then, <laughs> we turned around, and then we turned around. We had no second round pick, no third round pick, but we made a little slight little move. Gave away a little capital third round pick from next year to move slightly up to get a projected first round um, quarterback that got hurt. And okay, Corral, Matt Corral is a Carolina Panther. I am excited about that pick. My man is a gunslinger. And the only thing they, they, they people like to bring up everybody, why people like to bring up off the field issues? Get up old stuff, man. Everybody, every like something he did four or five years ago as a teenager. Just wow, like we're just not allowed to evolve and grow, or whatever. 
that dude did damage at Ole Miss, and he just, he got hurt. And that's where his draft stock fell a little bit. For us to get him in the third round when we did, and with first-round talent, beautiful. I am all for it. I think the future in Carolina is bright. We didn't give up too much capital. We got, we got the majority of our skill players in place. Our defense, I feel, is just strong. We addressed um, linebacker needs. We addressed our old line. I, man, I am ecstatic about my Carolina Panthers. Great job with the draft, with our limited resources. Do I think that we're Super Bowl bound? Ah, pump the brakes. We're not there yet. But I think that we've, we addressed exactly what we need and didn't lose too much capital. We, for the love of God, we didn't go down that Baker Mayfield road. Oh, Lord. God. Boy, I'd have been hot. Oh, I'd have been hot. They made the right choice. And still, don't touch Baker Mayfield. I don't care how tempting it is. No. Eddie Cool, didn't you say you saw the Browns GM looking lost in your um, restaurant the other day? Yeah, he, he, he looked like he was a little lost, a little worried. A little stressed, but I hope he enjoyed his enjoyed himself. But yeah, he was kind of just walking around. I was like, I was about to go. I was like, hey, so how you? He got a lot on his mind. <laughs> he got you got an eighteen million dollar bill sitting on your on your coffee table at the house. You try to get rid of it. <laughs> you try to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, you be stressed out too. Why am I paying eighteen million bucks for something I can't use? <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's that's bad for business. But uh, as far as the Carolina Panthers go, be live. Um, I also, I also, I like what we did in the draft. Like you said, we address needs. Um, I'm looking at a lot of um, like NFL.com and Pro Football Focus. Um, we got anywhere between a B minus and an A minus and an A plus. So I think, uh, like as you said, hey, we got you know we got some defensive players, we got some cornerbacks, we got some uh, the old line, we got the hog molly situated. We got an edge rusher who could be a problem in the future. So uh, from, from the looks of it, um, we're on the way up because defensively we're, we're what top five in defense. And so from the looks of it, we're only going to get better. Um, I really like the Matt Corral pick as well, too. He's a gunslinger. Like you said, the only thing that stopped him was him getting hurt. And other than that, man, I, I, I like the draft. I was over here like, huh? Wondered about certain players. I'm like, you know what? I looked at him. I checked him out. I watched the video on Icky, and Icky is a bulldozer, a man, a body mover. If you're in his way, if you close your eyes, you'll be looking at your heels cocked up in the air and wondering what the hell went on. Scotty, tell us about the Cowboys draft, man. How you feel about you? How, feel about, how about them Cowboys? How you feel well, about them? First of all, I, I loved your first round pick. I, I so I, I knew you guys would be happy with that because I do is a is a beastly looking guy. Mm. From what everyone's telling me, the Cowboys had a bad draft. That's what I'm hearing because they took Tyler Smith, offensive tackle from Tulsa in the first round, and Mel Kuyper immediately threw water on this parade because right off the bat, Mel Kuyper said, you pick the guy who, who holds. He's got 12 penalties last year in 12 games. Right off the bat, everybody jumps on that. Oh, my gosh. We took a guy with Holdy, bad technique. All right, let's let's get over that, okay? Because this dude is 6'5", 325. 
you can teach somebody to have better technique when it comes to blocking, but you can't teach somebody to be 6'5", 325. This kid's aggressive. He's big. He's strong. He's going to be, they're going to be able to run behind him. So I don't hate that pick nearly as bad as everyone else does, because if you're going to tell me he's, he sucks, I haven't seen him suck yet. So let me watch him like Dak. You know, I've seen Dak be terrible. I can say Dak sucks. I can't say this kid sucks because I haven't seen him yet. Yes, he has some problem with holding, but I mean, can't you fix it? Can't that be taught at, at, at the next level? I mean, surely the Cowboys knew that and the coaching staff felt we can work with this kid. He's not going to be playing tackle this year. He's going to be playing guard. We'll teach. We'll work on that technique. So I, I didn't hate that pick nearly as much as everybody else did. Then the next pick the Cowboys took was Sam Williams. And right away, Mel Kuyper said, he's an edge rusher, but he can't play the run. He can't defend the run. Are you kidding me? This dude can't tackle. He's a linebacker from Ole Miss, and he can't tackle a runner. So I, I went to the scouting report on ESPN.com, and it said he covers sideline to sideline. He can tackle the run. So what am I supposed to believe? It's draft night. Last year, I went to bed sick to my stomach because the Cowboys missed out on Patrick Sertan and they got Micah Parsons instead. And how did that work out for me? Pretty damn good. So excuse me if I'm not going to jump off the bridge yet because I didn't have Tyler Smith graded at the 24th pick instead of the 30th pick. So let's watch these guys play first, and then I'll I'll see uh, – if I think they're they're good or bad as we go along. So, you know, I, I told you last week, guys, I wanted a lineman. And this guy was, I think, the, the highest on the board at the time or, or the second highest on the board at the time. Whatever. I'm, I'm okay with it. Hey, Scotty D, I'm going to I'm gonna even – I'm going to do you one further because all these – because as much as you told me about how much you hate mock drafts and all this stuff, these mock drafts were so wrong. Were Not wrong, even close. Wrong, wrong, on top of wrong. With some wrong on the side of wrong, <laughs> drizzled in wrong, wrong, wrong. Why? Thank you, Scotty D, for telling me not to waste my time thinking about and trying to project <laughs> who would go where. Thank you so much. Good God. There was no way to predict. The Those trades came fast and furious in the first round, geez. too. Yeah. Good Lord. There's no way. I knew there was going to be some moving and some shaking, but you can't predict that. No. They, 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 this, we spent all this time looking at mock draft, Mel Kuyper 5.0 and Tom McShay 5.2.5.1 exclamation point on the side of <laughs> like none of them. What? Why? And we, who, yeah, matter yeah. of fact, I think one of the only ones Kuyper got right was Tyler Smith getting picked by the Cowboys and then he criticized it. Wow. wow. Because. Everybody, they they picked Aiden Hutchinson. He was going number one, number one, number one, number one until the very last week. And, oh, no, he's not going number one. And then they really criticized that. Jacksonville, <laughs> doesn't, Jacksonville doesn't know how to develop players. Why would they pick up? Why would they pick a developmental player? Boy, shut up. Yeah, they just kept going on and on. And I'm just over looking at because I've never heard for 256 mm. picks. Hate, hate. Every single pick, they found something to hate on. They did yeah. not congratulate wholeheartedly any pick. No, nope. there's something wrong with him. He didn't show this. He well, he only did it for one year, but he was only there to do this. But he had was in this system. That was it. Yo, he got he got caught smoking cigarettes and and drinking liquor and smoking weed. 
yeah and 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 and, and eating at the pizza parlor and Man. jaywalking and congratulate the players this is a time of that yeah, once a once upon a time emmett smith was too slow yeah and then and- pick his hands are too small still but that was one yeah. of the most touching moments i've ever seen yep. he was beyond ecstatic mm-hmm. when he got yeah. picked Man, all he's got to do is change locker rooms how <laughs> right? awesome yeah. is how awesome is that you, you, you get to stay <laughs> home the- the pressure is on out there, but I'll tell you what, the pressure is on because uh, Steeler fans, they want him to be good so bad, but they are so nervous because if he's not, oh, it's like our own guy couldn't come through for us. But I, th- I think he has a chance to to play well. I mean, I've, I feel bad not? for I feel bad for Mitch Trubisky because good lord, they they picked the hometown kid like they're going to boo him. The second, oh, he, the, the, second they, yeah. they, the second he throws one bad pass, yeah. we won't pick it. Yep. We won't, oh, man. Yep. I just, oh, man. Hey, you, but you never know. If if Pickett has a really good camp, they may cut Trubisky. That wouldn't be unprecedented. Remember the year that uh, Seattle signed uh, the, the Green Bay backup? Matt Flynn. To, Matt Flynn, and then they drafted Russell Wilson, and he came out of, out of training camp as a starter, and they cut him. So they signed him to a big deal. I mean, this isn't quite the same because Trubisky only got like a two-year bridge deal, but the Seahawks are like, man, we like Flynn. We're going with him, and they draft Russell Wilson, and he's their starter. They cut the dude. So you never know. You might see something like that. Steelers, well, that they is, drafted again, another quarterback, too. They drafted it, two. Again, I, I feel bad for Mitchell Trubisky because yeah. he is in a no-win situation. There's no way he could. There's no You're right. way he can succeed in Pittsburgh at all with Kenny Pickett <laughs> sitting on the sideline. He has to be flawless. Yeah, he better be good. <laughs> good <laughs> lord. So, so uh, fellas, do you think the Eagles have gotten better by acquiring uh, AJ Brown on draft day? Oh yeah, for sure. Tremendously better. They, receiver's been a big point of emphasis for Philly. They can't seem to get it right, no matter who they draft or or try to sign. So I, that's a good get for them. And they seem to have a, a good draft, you know, by what, you know, people are saying they went after it. They did. They, you know, they signed some, you know, drafted some good names in there, but um, again, like B-Lab said, that's a big price tag. They gave them what four years, a hundred million. So, mm-hmm. and their, and their quarterback is still kind of unproven. I mean, they're saying they're going all in with Jalen hurts, but I, I, I don't know if everybody else is believing it. No, it's it one is. of those things we don't we don't have much choice to believe in at this point in time. They've made their choice. <laughs> Jalen yeah. Hurst is the guy. Now, can he get it done? Because I think Philly has done what they need to do to surround him with talent. Now it's just a matter of can he get the job done on the field? Who is their running back? For Boston, the Boston Scott. So that's the one thing I was I did they I, draft I, one? I don't Here's the one thing, and this goes out to um, Jr. Miles Miles Sanders. Okay, he was. I think he was hurt a bit. So yeah, um, but yeah, I don't care. It's the Eagles. <laughs> that is beyond. I'm actually Eddie. I'm I'm surprised you even put the money man in that position for him to even try to talk somewhat decent about his um um division rival. I I just be flat out honest with you. I don't care about the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and shout out to um. And shout out to David Vereen, possibly my cousin. Yep. Um, <laughs> the former South Florence Bruin. 
he he's inked a deal as an undrafted free agent with the Baltimore Ravens. And our good buddy Joel Turner told us to watch out for him as well, too. So um, yeah, I got some got some Joel Turner guys getting some deals in the NFL. So how about this here uh Hollywood Brown trade? He went to the Cardinals, right? Mm-hmm. He's gotta be thrilled. You know what? Now all this makes sense because before we <laughs> before we start recording. Um, news broke that DeAndre Hopkins will be suspended six games for PED usage. So, fellas, do you think that the Cardinals knew before it became public and that's why they busted the move to go get Hollywood Brown from Baltimore? They, they absolutely knew. This, this, this is no... The, the way the news broke, I was like, yeah. Yeah, they knew that. They, makes, yeah, yeah. makes sense. DeAndre Hopkins did that, and I'm over here like, come the hop oh god just giving people just clemson haters just another reason to talk just dumbness god i don't even understand it like people spend more time hating on clemson than actually rooting for their own team i said what i said matt renfro is a guy on um, he's on the clemson versus south carolina um um facebook group that just he does not report anything about the game cops he spends his entire life on tigernet.com just looking for something to go wrong in the Clemson Tiger um, um, organization. I'm like, bruh, get a life. I don't follow Clemson as much as you do. Just, bruh. So, be last. that is what you call a dedicated hater. Hater. A, hater. a dedicated, lifelong hater. He hates, the, he hates the taste of his water. He hates the color orange. He hates the sky is blue. The fact that the sky is blue, it's a lot of hate, 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 hate. The definition of a hater is not liking what somebody else has. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not, you don't celebrate what you have and what others don't. You actually dislike what somebody else has. And you, sir, are a hater. And I said it on my podcast. <laughs> Coming directly to you, Clemson versus South Carolina Facebook group. Trash talk. Leave your feelings at home. Facebook group. I'm coming at you. I said what I said. Clemson Tigers, all in. Bleed orange. All rose lead to dabble. Yes, sir. <laughs> cock a doodle doo We'll get it in as well, too. <laughs> All right, fellas. That was a great segment about the NFL draft and everything else going on in the NFL. Coming up next, NFL playoffs, second, I'm sorry, the NBA playoffs, second round action. Coming up next here on the Sports Bros Podcast. That was a fast and furious, well, not so fast and furious, but it was a great segment. We talking about NFL football, everything that's going on in the NFL, the draft, trades, so much stuff going on. Woo! Make your head spin. But moving on to the NBA, we have the second round of the NBA playoffs in the Eastern Conference. We had a couple games on yesterday. We had the Celtics and the Bucks. And out west, we had a barn burner, a thriller, if you will, between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors. Be live. Takeaways from the Celtics and Bucks game. What say you? I'm going to go ahead and start this campaign. If it has not been started already, the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, is one of the top 10 greatest players of all time. 
It's a wrap. I'm not, I, we could argue this all day. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Man, th- this dude. Top 10 all time, huh? All time. This dude is a multiple finals. I mean, multiple MVP, um, season MVP, finals MVP, all-star defensive, all, all, all NBA, all the accolades. But, dude, at the end of the day, all these accolades just bear down to one simple fact. There's a there's a short list. If he's in the top ten, say his name right. It's Giannis. It's oh, not Giannis. Be- it's Giannis. Go ahead. This is what we're doing now. Semantics. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're doing semantics right now. If he's in the top ten, say his name right. Oh my god. He wants you to put some respect on his name. Bring okay. respect on him. Fifty mm-hmm. burgers. How about you say his last name? Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Well, he's not in my Sem- top ten. Semantics. Wow, wow. disrespectful. Anyway, like I was saying, there's a very short list of big men that have dominated the game. Very short list. Giannis is up there. You, seeing him work, and once again, this was an off game for, um, for Giannis, the Greek freak. This was an off game. He still got a triple-double, and he could not be stopped. Whether if it was him scoring, rebounding, even facilitating, he demanded so much of a press uh, presence, and the Celtics had no answer. Triple double, he fed his other teammates. Made he makes every single player on that team better to the point that I'm giving Grayson Allen praise. <laughs> if if that. If that right there don't put him top 10 all time, I don't know what is. Grayson I'm Allen. I'm making a case. Oh, yes. Grayson. Uh, Grayson Allen. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. You already know how much I can't stand him. But he is dropping dimes to Grayson Allen, and Grayson Allen's putting them tray balls on them, and he's hitting them shots that Boston couldn't do. And, man, with Chris Milton on the bench, Chris Milton, to some people, is Batman, and Giannis is Robin to some people out there. They have got to be smoking. No, but they, I've heard the narrative. And so, yeah, they have no chance to get this Boston team that is red hot, that swept the Brooklyn Nets and their best. Of, I'm not even going down that road. Milwaukee went big on them boys, and Boston couldn't do a thing in the paint. And they had to resort to Scotty D's favorite element of the game, the three-point shot, and couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. And that right there is an element. You, you live by the three, you die by the three. And Giannis, um, Bobby Portis, and Lopez, they forced them boys outside because they're just too big of a presence inside. And just Giannis is... What, get, somebody give me an answer. Somebody give me an answer on how you stop Giannis. You stop your best, score. Your, your best shot is trying to put him on the free throw line. Yep. That, that, and you and you know the last person that that was your best bet. The last person that was all he did was win a three peat, multiple scoring titles, MVPs, Finals MVPs, one of the best big men of all time. You know his name. Well, he's got fifty of them. I mean, Shaq Diesel, the, the Adonis, all the other things, Papa John's, Papa John's. 
That's just, I, but dude, I put the Greek freak up there with Shaquille O'Neal. I put him up there with Wilt Chamberlain. I put him up there with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes. Top 10 all time. And God forbid, he's still getting better because a couple years ago, he didn't have a mid-range shot. Now this dude's got a mid-range shot, and he's borderline. He can drop, he can drop a couple of tray balls on you, but he doesn't have to. In a league that is dominated, dominated by the three-point shot, he doesn't have to. He just facilitates others to do it. And they keep winning. Top 10 all time. And, yes, he is the best player in the league right now. With his body of work, with his body of work, He's going to be top five. Right now, he's top ten on my list. Let him get another title. Let him get another title. This, this game, all you need to do to look at why the Celtics lost this game is look at the fact that they missed 32 three-pointers. Oh. 30, 32 times they shot and didn't get points. If you take half of those shots, half of those shots, and, and put them at the free throw line and make one of two, they win the game. That's a lot of empty possessions right there. That's a lot of, of flailing around being unsuccessful. If they shot 18 of 50, 18 of 50. So you know what you do when you're having a bad day like that? Just keep shooting them. Just keep, jack, just keep jacking them up. Just keep jacking them up. Does, does any coach in the league anymore know how to coach like plays, run plays, or is it all work around the perimeter? If you get an open lane, drive in, and then kick it back out. And that's what happened. The Celtics look terrible because they what were just jacking lane? threes. What open lane? You don't have when they had lane. When they when they were beating guys off the dribble and they were dribbling to, to the rim, they didn't take it and try to get fouled. They just kicked it right back out. That's that's all okay. over the NBA right now. That's that's the whole NBA. That's not that's not uh, specific to this one game. That's the whole that's the whole league right now. Everybody's going dri- to dri- dribble, throw it out. Dribble, throw it out. And when you get it, you, you do the fast pass to the next guy. And then that guy does a fast pass. And then you're, everyone's jumping, trying to block the three. It is pathetic. And you know what the Bucks didn't do? They didn't shoot 53s. And guess what? They won. They won. Here, here, here's all you need to know about the Celtics. They scored 89 points. Let me take you back a little bit. Game six of the 1986 finals, the clinching, clinching game for the Boston Celtics against the Houston Rockets. They scored 114 points. This is a team with Larry Bird and Danny Ainge. And guess how many three-pointers they made? Two. Three of four. And Bird was two of three. And Ainge was one of one. And they put 114 on the board. Now, there's your analytics for you. You need to shoot threes to score a bunch of points? No, you don't. There's your analytics. Take that, crumble that, turn that sideways, and you guys know the rest is wrestling. Yes, sir! That, that, that's, that's what I think about your analytics when it's better taking threes and twos. Yesterday, there was a guy I'd never even heard. What was that guy's name? Uh, I was, uh, Percy Pringle or something like that out there shooting threes for, for, for the Celtics, something like that. He shot eight. He shot eight yesterday, eight three-pointers. What's his, I'll tell you this guy's name. Let me. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I can't, Pritchard, so- Pritchard, that's his name, Pritchard, not Pringle, not Percy Pringle, Pritchard. This dude's out there jacking. I never heard of this guy, and he shoots more threes than Larry Bird. 
get out of here, Peyton Pritchard from Oregon. Yeah. That's why you lost, because Peyton Pritchard's out there jacking threes, and Giannis is dunking on people. That's why you lost, Boston. You better get that right before your next game. Okay, I'm done with you, Boston. Next, John Morant. Let's talk John Morant. All right, let's... Boom! Dunking on people! Yeah. Woo! Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the Memphis and the Golden State uh, series, fellas. Game one. Scotty D says, you're on the roll. Keep right on going. John Morant had the the series-clinching layup against Minnesota when uh, I believe it was the Ant-Man overplayed on the inbound pass. He went to the rim and shot that little lefty layup in a one. And that was a game that he had the most incredible dunk you're ever going to see somebody have in live action. Although Gary Payton Jr. had a pretty nasty one on Sunday as well with the left hand uh, for he, he's with Golden State, I believe at this yeah, point, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Na- na- nasty dunk. Anyway, getting back to jaw. So, First of all, you never would have convinced me that Clay Thompson was going to go to the free throw line to seal the game and miss two free throws. That was first. That That's unbelievable. But he's going to get a pass because he hit the three-pointer that ultimately decided the game. So anyway, there's that. But I would have bet my my whole paycheck that Clay Thompson was going to make not one but both of those free throws. He didn't. He missed them both. The ball went out of bounds. Golden State didn't get it even though they probably should have. And why are they not looking at that at replay at this Dad, point? Don't, don't, don't do that. I, I, I don't. I don't understand why. Why mm. they, they? Why they're not trying to get that right? Because that's pretty Ooh. important to get right. I well, didn't even know they changed. Cop- I didn't even know they changed that rule in the last couple of minutes like that. That but- was a cop out from hell. Oh, don't get me started with that. They should no. have been looking at the replay to oh, decide who God. had that. What? But what, why? Why do we have all these cameras? All these different. All these different angles. You literally, you have cameras everywhere. There's a camera up my ass right now, and you didn't decide to look at it right. Like, for what reason? Yes, I'm big, getting in my big, 40. Big I, I know, <laughs> I'm just big saying, I, I need to go get a colonoscopy. I'm getting to that age. Take care of yourselves. Physical and mental health are very important. I said what I said. I know I took it way outside of Rumble Walker. Oh, anyway, back to the point. <laughs> back to the but yes, why are why are they not looking at it? Why why did they take that away? It's like when the NFL years ago had instant replay and then they took it off and then they brought it back. They brought it back because you can do it and make the game better. So I I, I didn't even know that that was a thing. I was waiting for them to go look at it and to look at the fact that away, they should yeah. that they well they they couldn't do it unless they challenge and they, and the teams didn't have a challenge. But it used to be under two minutes they, they would look too. at it. But Either way, they, I, they they said. I mean, I I wasn't aware, but they. That's what I think. Uh, Van Van Gundy actually is the one that said because he said he likes it better this way. And I thought, well, you wouldn't like it if you were coaching, and the ball should be yours, and the other team had the ball. Anyway, they they went to a jump ball, and Memphis yeah. gets it immediately. Calls timeout. Should have looked at the replay and given them another four or five half tenths a of a second. Yeah, yeah, another half a second or so. But then they ran a really good play. But give credit, it was the same type of situation where they tried to get the ball to job, one to the rim. He shoots with the left, and he misses, and they lose the game. Give credit to – I'm not even sure who it was for the Warriors. I cut off that angle that forced him more baseline than the angle to the rim. I think than it was he, play. I think it may it have been. May, it may have been. But it was, it was good defense nonetheless, yeah. and, you know, it forced Moran a little bit of a longer shot with his left left hand than he would like. And he didn't have time to make much better. He only had three seconds because the inbound to someone else and he took the cut and got the ball. But anyway, it was a heck of a game and a good start to the series. And, you know, I, I've been saying I like Golden State, 
and are starting to have that look. I mean, they did it without Draymond in the second half. I don't know what he did. He got tossed again. That's, that's oh, like his thing. But I, I, I got that one. I got that one because I, I that was that was that was what I was going to lead into was the simple fact that Warriors came pulled that game out, and I was I was looking at the second half of the game. And I was like, something's missing. Something <laughs> I did not catch the first half, but I went back and realized what happened. Draymond Green being Draymond Green, being a little bit too aggressive and careless on the defensive end of the ball. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of dialogue, a lot of the debate, a lot of controversy, a lot of talking about his flagrant two ejection. Um, at the end of the day, I'm just going to say it like this: Draymond Green, you got to be more careful. I'm just going to say it like that. I'm just going to break it down to Louis Bonnets. You got to be more careful. You know that the refs, there's certain things that they're not going to tolerate. They called the flagrant two absolutely wrong. They said that he came down on the ball. Like, what essentially happened is that Draymond Green went up uh, for a block, missed the ball, hit the dude in the face. And they said that there was excessive force behind him coming down on his face, which actually was not the reason he should have gotten a flavor too. It was actually the subsequent when he came down with the other arm and he was trying to stop the guy's momentum, essentially stop him from scoring in the midst of and grab the guy's jersey. And in turn, when he grabbed the guy's jersey, he actually yanked him down and he came down really hard on the floor. Mm. Draymond tried to catch him, but at the end of the day, as much as I've watched, <clears throat> rewatched and rewatched and rewatched it, it was a flagrant too. It was just the fact that the referees explained it wrong. The second part of when he grabbed a jersey and yanked him down, that was a flagrant to you get him out of the game. I just want to go ahead and throw that out there because I rewatched it. I heard all the talking heads just get the entire thing wrong. Oh, this does basketball. No, no, that, no, there's certain things. I am a bad boys Detroit basketball fan growing up in the 80s and the 90s. I love Smash Mouth basketball, but then there's carelessness. There's where you actually can hurt somebody, and that's what happened. No matter how much he tried to catch a dude or whatever, you grabbed his jersey and you took him from a where he could land safely to where he came down hard on the floor and could have easily hurt himself. That 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 what like his shoulder came down especially hard. That could have been a torn rotator cuff. I'm just I'm just doing my I'm watching, I'm watching it right now. And oh, yeah, it, he grabbed the jersey. Boy, I don't know. Yeah, see, and, uh, un- understandable, yeah. understandable. But it's one of those things where I think at the end of the day, he uh, they sent a message. Hey, kids, come on, bro. Just be more careful. And uh, maybe the league will come back and um, downgrade it to a flagrant one. So all those points that come into play that he might get suspended again if he keeps doing it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. What they should have done is suspend him for skipping around like a sissy after the game. After no, the he, he did, he did, pull, <laughs> he, did, he did pull an Antonio Brown, but that's a whole another situation here yeah. and there. But the Golden State Warriors, after his ejection, still managed to pull this game out because they have too many weapons. John Morant is that dude, and he played his ass off 
But at the end of the day, man, Golden State has found yet another lineup that is ridiculous to watch. Where do you like Jordan Poole? Jordan Poole, 31 points. Jordan Poole. Man, they keep just finding ways and finding lineups that just to just good lord. The splash triplets. Clay Thompson had a terrible game, but hit a hit a three-pointer that just ah oh, that pretty much sealed the game. I just I don't see an I don't see an answer. Ja, my dude, hey, you're <clears> gonna <throat> have plenty of opportunities in over the course of the next few years. Hopefully they b- continue to build around you, continue to make a team. Memphis, they will be in the conversation for years to come. Golden State's just too much. I have Golden State in five with this. Yeah, I agree. I like that too. Yep, Golden State in five. All right, so uh, fellas, here we go. We got game one, the 76ers and the Heat. Do we even care about this series? Well, absolutely do. I I, I don't care a lot about it because the Heat are going to win because um, as the 76ers were we're finishing off the Raptors. Doc Rivers decided to have Joel Embiid be the rim protector with a 30-point lead and three minutes to go. He's out now. He fractured his orbital in that situation. This is a guy who already had a bad thumb in the history of injuries, and with the series already in hand, Doc Rivers still has him on the floor. Stupid, inexcusable, dumb. You're going to lose, and then you're going to lose your job. Heat are going to win that one. What you else are, you got for me, Eddie Cole? You are about no, to no, lose no, your no, job. No, 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 what no, else you, you got? You don't, get you, to, don't just get to skip over what I got to say. Phoenix, I I completely disagree. <laughs> I completely disagree. You know why I disagree? Is because Doc Rivers has been listening to people like you all of his career, and he was like, "Oh, I can't be, I can't win the big one. I keep losing three down, three one, three two. So guess what he did? He wanted to solidify the win. That happens in basketball. You cannot blame that injury on Doc Rivers. At yes, the end of the day, yes, I can. And you, yes, be, I can. you would be if wrong. You, if You'd he's be not, wrong. If he's not in the game, he's not getting his face broken. And you're up 29 with three minutes to go. You don't, you, four you don't minutes tr- to go. It four minutes to go. You don't trust the rest of your team to be able to hold a 30-point lead well, against a team that you've already, you've already taken their heart. You've already destroyed them. You're up four games to two. You're winning. He this was, is he over. Was, it's he, over. He was waiting on the next dead ball to take him out of the game. He even How, How'd that work that. out? How'd that work out? It, 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 Hey, but you're still gonna blame a freak accident. Yes, that's that. It doesn't that is, doesn't happen. That is ir- that's, ir- that's irresponsible. That is it, irresponsible. It's irresponsible to have him in the game with a thirty point that, lead. That's irresponsible. And for you to, a guy with part- injury history and a bad thumb, and he's out there playing, uh, protecting the rim for a thirty point lead with four minutes to go. He should have been out with five to go. It was over. It was over. If I for see. some reason they cut it to fifteen with a minute to go, maybe then you put him back in. That that over. is over. Ir- that's it was irresponsible. Over. I could tell you've never coached nope. a game in your life. Nope. And I don't basketball. think Doc Rivers it has either. That All is, right. <laughs> wow. That was that was terrible. Terrible right. for that to happen. All right. So sick, the, the, but... the blood is on Doc's head. Uh, all right. So going back over to the West, we got the Mavericks and the Suns. Uh, they also play. You know, this is we record this on Monday for Tuesday. Uh, game one between the Mavericks and the Suns. Uh, Suns and four. No, six, six, six. Sons I agree. Six. And six. 
Luca is playing. Luca is balling. And the thing about it is, Devin Booker, I still don't think he's 100%. No. I, I don't think that what, what what's going to hurt um, the Suns is I don't really think they have an answer for Luka. Luka is going to stretch the ball. He's going to make DeAndre Ayton. Uh, he's going to make him a little – he's going to make him a liability on the defensive side of the ball, which is going to open up the, um, open up the lanes. But I still think that Chris Paul, Chris Paul – showed me that how important he is. He went a perfect 14 for 14 to clinch that series, um, to clinch the last series against the Pelicans. That may be a testament of the Suns not being as good as we thought they were. Or maybe the Pelicans are really, really good. They just it took them time to click. The Suns, they, they, it's go, I think, again, it's six, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. They have the talent to do it, but Luca is balling. Luca said, "Luca's saying, like, hold on, y'all don't forgot about it, bro. Let me show you what I really can do." And for all those people that say that he's unathletic, I I hate that narrative. I really do. I hate that narrative. For somebody to be leading their team, their professional basketball team, in points and assists. And rebounds and then turn around and call this dude unathletic. Y'all, y'all off the chain. That that's some of the most ignorant. I don't want to buy it. It's not ignorant. I'm saying ignorant things I've ever heard in my life. Dude, bro, some some people need to grow up. They need to grow up. Just because of the nature of his, the color of his skin and whatever. You can call the kid unathletic. Luca is that dude. He's gonna show some people. Sons and six. But Luca going to show some people not to doubt him. I said what I said. Okay, be live. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, man. You guys are giving me a lot of a lot of good takes for this here podcast, man. And, uh, and I really, I really appreciate it. Anything to say before we get up on here to our next segment of the show, our favorite portion of the show? We got anything else we want to add? Scotty D is ridiculous for blaming us on Dot Rivers. Yeah. I can't. Irresponsible. You know who else is going to blame it on Doc Rivers? The Ooh. owners, whenever they lose and they, and they go home. He'd be gone bye-bye, and you watch. You watch. All right. I, I see what you're saying. James Harden, for the love of God, can the real James Harden please stand up, or is he is he washed? Is James Harden a shell of his former self? Because this would be the time. He wouldn't win playoff games when he was his whole self. I Houston's been to, they've been to some conference finals. OKC's been to some conference finals because of James Harden. And the NBA finals. I was going to say, this is, this is, James Harden came here for a reason. And Tata, this is the reason that they wanted James Harden in Philly. Bruh, this is what they, they, everybody's begging for. You need to be more aggressive. There are no excuses. Now, Philly needs you to step up can he do it i say nope. no nope he's winning that series next yep he's winning that series so fellas uh you've kind of given our um opinions and decisions and thoughts on the nba these the second round of playoffs are we are, are we good are we good are everybody good everybody yes good? yes all right and with that being said guess what time it is oh what time is it what, what's going on what's happening right now what's going on 
Oh, I'm glad you asked. It is time once again for our favorite portion of the show, The Choices of the Voices. We're going to keep with the basketball theme. And with that being said, hit your button. Hit it. Choices of the Voices coming up next. And now, our favorite part of the show, The Choices of the Voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful and ever so loving Miss Button for introducing our favorite portion of the show. You heard a woman. It is the choices of the voices. We ask you a question. You give us an answer via Facebook. You Maybe y'all should be trying to leave some answers on Twitter, too, because the Twitter does get checked as well, too. And also the Sports World's family group. And with that being said, Scotty D, what's on tap for this week's choices of the voices? All right, we had uh, two this past week. The first one was, uh, should Doc Rivers have pulled Joel Embiid at the end of the game? And everyone said yes to that one. You can't let stuff go, can you? Stay on topic. Then our second one. I ain't got time. God. 100% agreed with me on that one. Um, Then the other other question that we asked was, (laughs) um, we we were asking you to tell us some of your favorite non-superstar players that have won NBA championships. And in my picture I posted, I had a picture of Andre Iguodala, Ron Harper, and Tim Duncan. Those are the, or uh, Robert Ory, not Tim Duncan. Robert Ory played alongside Tim Duncan. Um, those were the ones we had pictured. And uh, Eddie Cool, what did our listeners and our friends have to say? All right, here we go. We got Smooth, the star walker, also known as JR to everybody else. All right, he said... Robert Ory or Tayshawn Prince? You never just give one answer, but I <laughs> <laughs> never get. But I, you know what? I'm not even gonna pick on him because I did that. I, I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. A little bit later, I did that myself, just because the pictures. You you almost give away. But I already gave my answer away yesterday. But yes, both of these are actually really good answers. Like I, I hadn't thought much of Tayshawn Prince. That was a pretty good answer. I think Tayshawn, here's the thing about Tayshawn Prince, that he was that team that won. Nobody Not was superstar. a superstar. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Nobody was a superstar. They were just the ultimate team. Yeah. And that's what it just, that was just a beautiful, beautiful thing that came together. Yeah. I mean, so that that's where like, I give him a little props with that. That that takes a lot of thought, but nobody was a superstar on that team. So he was at, he was actually one of those ones where he emerged on that team as one of the basically one of the better players. But that was the ultimate team championship with the I, with the, the that yeah two thousand three I think the Pistons won the year four two thousand three whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I guess if you really look at that team, you would say like Chauncey Billups, maybe Rip Hamilton would be considered the stars. But neither one of those guys were like superstar Hall of Fame players. Like you said, they were all like just very good players that meshed together pretty well, along with um, Rasheed Wallace, I think, was on a team. Yeah, ben Wallace. Ben Wallace yeah. yeah, it was it was a nice team. It really was a good team. Antonio McDice. I think they had Lindsey Hunter or something like that. Yep, so, it was a good uh, they, team for sure. Yeah, it was a good team. It was a deep team, man. That was um, that was a very enjoyable series to watch. I it, I, I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie. No, oh, it's it was terrible when they beat the Lakers. It As was I, a lo- it was wonderful. 
It was absolutely wonderful after uh, the three-peat and nobody could stop Kobe and Shaq and to see a team that doesn't have superstars. You've got two future Hall of Famers, does, and for that team to beat the Lakers, it was beautiful. Detroit basketball. Oh, yes, sir. All right, what, oh. was the, what, was the, what was the next answer that we got on this? All right, here we go. <laughs> Moving right along, we got Craig Burns, and Craig Burns said Kevin McHale of the 1980s Boston Celtics. Kevin McHale. Yeah, I talked him out of that one because Kevin McHale was was a star. He, he was like probably number two option on the team after Bird. So he, he and he kind of agreed with me. So he said Cedric Maxwell, who uh, okay, was yep. more, of, more of a role player for the earlier Celtics. He wasn't on the 86 team, I don't believe. But um, Cedric Maxwell was definitely on those NBA finals teams of the early 80s. So that was a good that was a good choice. I like Cedric Maxwell as a pick. I I know I, 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 you kind of feel the same way as I do, though. Kevin McHale would be not as much of the secondary role player as he, he was. I mean, he's now, a Hall of Famer, too, if I'm uh, mistaken. Yeah, I, I, I and I would agree with you. It's like the same question. You, you're not allowed to say Scotty Pip. Right. Like, yeah, that, exactly. that, that, I think yeah. that's the equivalent. That's the mm-hmm. like Kevin McHale mm-hmm. was that dude. Like, it, it, I mean, Larry Bird is Larry Bird, but he definitely didn't do it alone. And Kevin yeah. McHale was just as much involved in that. And for all those people with the stupid um, arguments about that Jordan couldn't do it without Pippen, same thing, Larry Bird. Really, I don't think he would have ever done as much without Kevin McHale. Same thing, Kobe, Shaq, LeBron, with the, the multitude players that played alongside him i said what i said i'm getting off topic amtrak this thing craig burns good good answers with both just had a little clarification cedric maxwell i'm i'm good with that very much good with that all right move right along john weisick he said how about michael cooper and scotty he had to talk him out of his original answer too <laughs> same kind of thing yeah he was going with james worthy and that's again another guy who's a hall of famer and it, it, like elite, like with Kevin McHale type of player, but um, yeah, Michael Cooper though that's a that's a great. He was like the defensive stopper and mm-hmm. would, would the three point specialist. Meaning he'd probably shoot three a game. You know, not not fifty or not as many as Percy Pringle from the modern Celtics. <laughs> oh man, oh Percy Pringle. Here we go. We got uh, Joy Buggins, Joe Gafkin. He said Bruce Bowen. He could knock down a jump shot and put the clamp on you. And then he said, I like Jason Terry, too. So he chose Bruce Bowen and Jason Terry. Bruce Bowen's a really good pick. Yep. Oh, yeah. He was always hit that jumper from the corner. That was like his spot, <laughs> the, the baseline corner uh, yes. three-point shot. Yes. And he was another one of those irritants. He was a guy that just get under your skin. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. I love the baseline three. That was That was my spot. That was my spot. Oh, you didn't think I would hit it on you, but I. But I, that's long. You were, dead, long. you were deadly with it. Yes, yes, yes. I. You were, you were deadly with it. He was, <laughs> was deadly like deadlift. He was deadly like deadlift. Yeah, <laughs> deadly like deadlift shrimp. Shout out number eleven, Seattle Sonics. All right, so here we go. We got the best name of the game, JoJo Comfort. He said Cedric Cornbread Maxwell from the Celtics of the nineteen eighties. Two yep, for another, two for cornbread. Nope. You got another Celtic guy on here, Eddie Cole. Did you see Matty Ice got one on there? 
Um, yes, but we're gonna save the best for last because okay, it's a, okay gotcha. It, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a paragraph. It's a paragraph, you know. So, yeah, we have to, we might have to, have to do the cliff notes version of yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, summa, summarization wasn't his specialty in high school, but you know what? The thing about it is, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's it's, it's appreciated. I will say Daddy Ice is here for us every week. We yeah, appreciate yeah. it. So, so I appreciate it. All right, William Georgia, he said Bobby Portis, aka crazy eyes. Yeah, Portis I, I, I hadn't even thought about. That's a good answer there. That, and this, this is a this is a new age up and coming because he is definitely he's he's do, he's doing his job. Mm-hmm. He's doing his job. He is getting the. I love the fact that he, the interaction he has with the crowd. Yeah, like he man, they love Bobby Portis in Milwaukee. Yeah, Bobby, they did. Bobby, 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 Bobby. I love it. I love it. Great answer with this. Absolutely. The finals were like his coming out party last year. The yes, yes. I say that was that's whenever he really like stepped oh, it up last year in the postseason. Yeah. Was, I, all of a sudden, this is over here. I'm like, okay, turn up. Let's get it. I love it. Great answer. Great answer. All right, move right along. We got Kurt Malloy. He said, Derek. Freaking Fisher, clutch threes all day. Derek Fisher. Oh, that, oh, that left hand, that left hander was deadly. God, I can't stand left-handed shooters. I ain't gonna lie to you, but he was because <laughs> it, it's just your your program when you're when you're when you're playing basketball. You 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 think more p- people are dominantly right-handed. Derek Fisher, you just you just didn't think about it. He already was shooting on you with the left hand. You did all the scouting, but he was just deadly with that left hand three pointer. This is a great answer. Great. And when he came back the second time, he was like a guy that Kobe trusted. I mean, yep. That that I mean, the the Lakers took a serious downhill swing after Shaq left, and they had the Kwame Brown Smush Parker era (laughs) in there. And then all of a sudden, Paul Gasol shows up. They're looking good again, and they bring Derek Fisher back. And that was just a guy that Kobe really really trusted and uh, and he had some really big games in, in the finals of those couple of years so great answer there yeah, kobe i don't think kobe has five rings without Derek fisher probably not Derek fisher has five as well all right and we save the best for last here we go we got maddie ice martin tracy he said i'm going to go with danny age and reason he cites as follows um he's a great athlete who was a three sport Star in college, played QB, did all that fun stuff. He even played second place for the Toronto Blue Jays. So that's neither here nor there. All right, here we go. He said, Ainge was sneaky good. While everyone had to worry about Bird, Mikhail, Paris, DJ, and Walton, he was ready to go. Yeah, he was ready to go. Whatever it took, an open three, a hard pick and roll, or a nice pickup um, under finger roll. Um, he said, I will try to keep it short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, uh... I got an honorable mention, Sam I Am Cassell. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He was a fearless shooter and could create his own shot, probably because he never saw the, yeah, he saw a shot, whatever. But uh, yeah, so he chose, so he chose Danny Ainge, Sam Cassell, and the microwave, Vinny Johnson. Uh, that's a good one off the, the first sell, or first Pistons championship run. Yep. Uh, and, and the thing about it is, I ain't even mad at this, Matty Ice. You know no. why? Because this question, this is why we do choices of the voices because it gets it literally gets yeah it gets, gets the you going. thought process it gets you going yeah so that so he was like man first thing boom 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 oh my god second thing hey 
we ain't got no problem with it whatsoever. We gonna we gonna crack jokes about it. Guarantee you that much. That, that's without a shadow of a doubt. We gonna make fun of you, but we appreciate it all <laughs> in the same. So, <laughs> and and Sam Cassell was a pretty darn good answer too. By yeah. the way, oh oh absolutely. And did we have a choice of the voices one time where did we have a question of who was the ugliest? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cassell showed up on that one. <laughs> he showed up. I think Ains showed up too. Oh man. Oh the <laughs> ugly dude. Nah. <laughs> the alien. Oh, yeah. had to do it. Had to do it, man. But yeah, Maddie Ice. Appreciate it, man. That was yeah. Those are all good answers. All of them. All right. All, um, all good answers. Shout out to JR, Craig Burns, John Wasik, Joey Buckets. The best name in the game, JoJo Comfort, Will Jarger, Kurt Malloy, and Maddie Ice Martin Tracy for their participation in this week's Choices of the Voices. Scotty D, who's your favorite non-superstar on a championship winning team? Well, Derek Fisher was mentioned. That was one of the ones I, I really liked. If I got to go back to like the um, – and actually, and I had a picture of Ron Harper in a Bulls uniform, but he did that with the Shaq and Kobe Lakers too. He played a significant role – as like a defensive lockdown guy and mm. occasional scorer. Then I go back to the, uh, the Lakers of the eighties and AC green was one of those guys, just a hard player, yeah. get rebounds. He could hit a little shot here and there. You know, I, I think Byron Scott maybe was a little bit better than, uh, you know, than I would give credit for in this type of role. Yeah. You know, maybe you could say Byron Scott was one of these players, but you know, Byron Scott was really, really good. He was an excellent shooter, but AC green was another one of those guys that just, you know, you, you, Magic counted on him because he knew he was going to be in there banging and getting boards and 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 doing the dirty stuff, doing the dirty work. So, you know, as a Laker fan, I, I have a tendency to think of Lakers. And there's another guy that I always thought was kind of unheralded for those Rockets teams. That was Mario Ellie. And then he also went on and had, uh, hmm. a, I think, a championship run with the Spurs. But he was another one of those just grinded guys that was there to play defense and get you the occasional buckets. But um but Derek Fisher was probably the guy I was thinking of the most whenever I was, well, Robert Ory. I mean, he's like the ultimate, right? I mean, right. Robert Ory is the ultimate answer to this question. And, you know, he did it with the, with the Rockets, with the Spurs, with the Lakers. So it seemed like everybody liked him. You never hear anybody say, <laughs> I can't stand Robert Ory. Everybody liked Robert Ory for some reason. He's just one of those dudes that was so cool. It's a, it, it just played defense, say, all right, I, I'm along for the ride. I don't need to score. What game's on the line? Give me the ball. Boom. It hit the big shot. He loved it. Be live. Talk to me. Oh, and really yeah. real quick, speaking of uh, the Robert, speaking of Robert Ori, I listened to the, uh, the Big Shot Bob podcast, and um, I guess Robert Ori got beef with Danny Ainge. Oh boy, I don't, I don't know if you remember. I think was Danny Ainge the coach in Phoenix? Yeah, I think so. And something happened as to where him and Danny Ainge had exchanged words, and threw he took a towel a, on him or something. Yep, and he took a towel and he threw it <laughs> in his face. Still to this day, it's not over yet. No, he, he's, oh my gosh. He's, if if anybody got any heat towards anybody, it's he got some heat towards Danny Ainge. Like, (laughs) he he was like, yeah, celebrity boxing matches. Yeah, put me and Danny Ainge in the ring so I can knock his ass out. Oh, boy. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Ah, Sports Rose podcast. I had to throw that story in there. Be like, go ahead, man. (laughs) Oh, man. I already answered last week. You already know my answer. But for the sake of the show, and of course, I like to throw in a little honorable mention. Robert Ory, obviously, he won seven rings with three different teams in 16 seasons. Seven rings, 16 seasons. 
He almost won a ring every other year. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And he's one of only four players all time that has won a championship with three different teams, which actually leads me to my honorable mention. And he, you know, I like to I like to see if you guys are up on your game with this. This player is only one of three players from his college to win an NCAA championship and an NBA title. The other two players are Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame. Just want to throw that out there. There's one, the clue number one. Ray when Allen? I spoke, no, 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 no. It, this particular college, I want to, I want to throw this out there. The second clue. He's one of only four players to win a championship with three different teams, just like the aforementioned Robert Ory, John Sally, and LeBron James. Three, those are three of the four all-time in the NBA that has won a championship with three different teams. Clue number three, he has the second most three-pointers in one NBA final series. He had 27 three-pointers in the NBA Finals in 2013. Only person that has more than him in the NBA Finals is Steph Curry with 32. And in that Finals, he lost to LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and Ray Allen. With those three clues, who is one of the greatest role players of all time? Hmm. He won, he's won three NBA titles with three different teams. Yes. And one of those was in 2013, losing to LeBron. No, no, he, he lost. He lost in 2013. He won it. He won a championship in 2014. Okay. So that means I feel like we're going towards San Antonio. Is that right? Okay. Yep. Boy, I could do this all day, but <laughs> I will. I will do it to you. He won a championship with San Antonio, Toronto Raptors, and the Los Angeles Lakers. He graduated from the University of North Carolina, and he's one of the three, along with James Worthy and Michael Jordan, to win an NCAA championship and an NBA title. And his name is Danny Green. Oh boy! Oh man! I, <laughs> I know you wouldn't have. Danny Green has hit some major shots for three different teams: the Raptors, the Lakers, and the San Antonio Spurs. Man, oh man! I wanted to give that honorable mention because a, I knew you wouldn't think of it, and b, you got to give that man a little bit of respect when I throw them accolades out there for him. You know why I didn't think of him because I blocked out that he was on the Lakers because he was so terrible in that bubble year. I couldn't wait for him to leave oh, because boy. he hit threes all over the country until he became a Laker and he couldn't buy one. He was terrible. I was glad he was gone and I'm glad I didn't even think to, to, to give him the respect of thinking of his name. <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. Good old Danny Green. So that leaves me. <laughs> Danny Green did hit some big shots yeah. though. He did. <laughs> but he, I wanted to give him the old Flying elbow whenever he was a Laker. <laughs> the heave hole. All right, so that leaves me. I am going to say Dennis Rodman. Mm, okay. Dennis Rodman, because 
you know, he was snatching. He's borderline superstar, though. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. Well, let me take that back. Top 50, top 50 all time in the NBA. That yeah, that doesn't say role player. Yeah. No. <laughs> That doesn't he fit. actually was really the most carved out role player you ever come across. Actually, like you, he knew his yeah. role better than any. Yeah, right. That's a, yeah. That's, so, a, that's interesting. That's an interesting call because well, he it, his role was not to be an all around player. His role was cause trouble, get rebounds, play defense, and and, get, and, and provide energy, and that's what he did. I think, Scotty, do you think I'm, I'm, I'll allow it? All right, we'll go. We'll go with I we'll think go with so. Rod. We'll go. With Rod. <laughs> Yeah. He, he, yeah, he is a Hall of Famer, but he was actually the ultimate role player. So, right, yeah, yeah. If we, if we like I said, if we're going from an ultimate role player standpoint, then uh, I would have to go with Dennis Keith Rodman, all right, because he was just able to be plugged into Chicago's system, go party the night before in Vegas, <laughs> and come back and play 25 minutes of snag, 30 rebounds like it was nothing. I mean, Dennis provided a spark, like they said, going there cause trouble, be an irritant at home, keep the energy levels up, and just go and just, this is your role. You know it. Go do it. Carmen mm. Electra? Yeah. Carmen Electra? Yeah. Yeah, we, we can't we can't write off a guy that's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, and no, Scotty, you made a very value in um, Eddie Cool Dope. Like, really thinking about it, he was the ultimate role player, yeah. and that that elevated him to top 50 all time. Yeah. Like he, he was never the person that you was like, Hey, here's the ball. We need you to win this game for us. No, he was he, right. He was the it, one. He wasn't, he wasn't like that in the Pistons or the Bulls. No, no, no. but he, but he, for, he for damn sure <laughs> did his job. And as the new um, age kids say, he understood the assignment. And hey, Eddie, cool. That hey, I might have to. Uh, that that's a really good answer. Oh, we tried to write you off, but not to think about it. Yeah, oh, that was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, role players in glue, baby. Because think about it. If he wasn't there, then the Bulls would be like, oh lord, oh lord. But with that, Dennis had that energy, tenacity, diving after loose balls when he wasn't kicking cameraman in the groins <laughs> and doing all that wild stuff. But he it just. And Chicago just embraced him. They just embraced him, and he wanted to win the championship. And also on top of that, he was sad, you know, when 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 Detroit ended. And so, you know, now he's like, you know what? If this is my last shot, Chicago, I'm going to get it done. But that being said, it's been another edition of the Choices of the Voices. Scotty D, what's on tap for next week? All right, so we're going to go to a little bit of a more broad um, topic here next week, not sport specific or a single sport specific, but we're going to ask you to tell us about an appearance or a role an athlete has made in a movie that you specifically liked. Athletes cross over into movies every now and again. A lot of times, clunkers. A lot of times, poor acting. Eh, but maybe you liked it, so that'd be your answer. So let's give us give us an example of an actor or a, an athlete who appeared in a as either a role or, you know, spot appearance or a role in a movie that you really like. That's what we're going to go with. And Eddie, cool. That'll give us something to talk about next week. Ladies and gentlemen, B-Live is singing songs. All right. With that being said, <laughs> it's been another edition of the Choices of the Voices. Come back next week. Coming up next, a round of pepper.
Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. All right, you heard the woman's time for us to go home and get the hell up out of here. But before we go, we got to give you a round of pepper. You know how we do it. Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of, <laughs> sort of, not really here to engage, enlighten, and entertain, and educate. Yes, yes, I got the fourth E, and educate. <laughs> I've been I've been coming out crazy at the stumbling blocks, but I got it though. I got it. All right. And with that being said, I'll go first. All right. On this day in history, back in 1910, the Intercollegiate Athletic Associated Association of the United States is renamed the NCAA. But don't nobody give a damn about that. What really happened on this day in history, back in 1936, New York Yankees, Joe DiMaggio, the Yankee Clipper, the man himself. Makes his major league debut and he gets three hits. And then Joe DiMaggio was dating Marilyn Monroe. He was a bad man. 56 game hit history, a game, a, a record that'll never be touched. But uh, yeah, on this day in history, Joe DiMaggio made his Yankee debut. Over to you, Scotty D. Excellent. And that rounds out the Lakers, Cowboys, and Yankees talk for yet another episode. Jeez. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So I, I felt that I really felt that I was coming. He, he had a little speaking of <laughs> Joe DiMaggio on topic. Speaking of Cowboys, so we, we already kind of talked about the NFL draft, but uh, and how they like to bring out celebrities and, and various former athletes and current athletes actually to do the draft picks. Well, the Dallas Cowboys in round three sent Emmett Smith out to announce the pick. Emmett came out and announced with the 88th pick in the 2020 NFL draft. Oh, no. Select. Yeah, Emmett missed by a couple of years, uh, which, you know, he was excited because he was out there yelling at the Vegas crowd. Don't hate on them, Cowboys. Don't hate. Don't be hating. Don't be hating. You know, he was playing around with the crowd. So I, I get that his mind may have, you know, and her the problem is he didn't say 22. Emmett Smith. Hall of Famer, number 22. Emmett, I still love you, baby. <laughs> Be live over to you. Even the greats miss all the time to time. It, yeah. was his, it was his number. It was his number. Oh, speaking of the NFL draft, I got to give out a little shout out to a local kid here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Fayetteville State defensive back Joshua Williams became the first player from Fayetteville State University, historically black college university, to make it to the, not only make it to the senior bowl, he was a division two All-American player. He got drafted in the fourth round by the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Cumberland County, 910, Fayetteville, North Carolina, locally grown, stand up 2-6, and Eddie Cool. The ball. All right. My second pepper point is about a house located here in Northeast Ohio, particularly Columbia Station. I know that is too. All right. So, Odell Beckham, right? Former Cleveland, Odell Beckham Jr., former Cleveland Browns wide receiver, now plays for Rams. Um, his house is for sale. It's real nice. I've saw the pictures and everything. I ain't trying to buy it, but it's real nice. All right. According to Fox 8 Cleveland, they said the nearly 14,000 square foot property located on Eagle Point in Columbia Station comes complete with four bedrooms, four bedrooms, seven bathrooms, a closet, 
perfect for showcasing shoes, a dog kennel, a personal gym, an in-home theater that also works as an inside golf simulator, and a three-stall garage and a pool complete with a water slide. You can get that for $3.3 million if you got it. <laughs> if you got it, yeah. So uh, if you're in the market for a new home and want a bunch of damn space to put a bunch of damn stuff, <laughs> go ahead and grab Odell Beckham Jr.'s home in Columbia Station. It's on the market as we speak. $3.3 million. Over to you, Scotty D. Uh, his, shoe, his shoe closet is bigger than my apartment. <laughs> his shoe closet. Yeah. I, saw, I saw it. I was like, why? Why? Just, oh, it, it, yeah, Scotty, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh. Let's go, Pens. Here we are, baby. Playoff time. And uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins will be facing the New York Rangers in the first round, who they cannot seem to beat at all. They just couldn't beat them this season. The Penguins, I believe, now with 16 consecutive postseason appearances, that is has the most of any in the North American major sports. However, the last three years have won zero rounds, Oof. gone and gotten, gotten eliminated in the first round. It does not bode well for them that they are facing the Rangers this week, a team they cannot beat. So if it goes according to how it feels like it's going, this could be an end of an era for Pittsburgh. Just a few years ago, in 2016 and 17, they won consecutive Stanley Cups led by coach Mike Sullivan with Vianney Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Chris Letang. And that core could be on their way out of town if the Penguins face yet another first-round exit. Here's hoping that they don't. Let's go, Pens. Keep this thing going. Be live. I got Colorado winning it all over Tampa. Over to you. Ooh. Over Tampa, and you better watch out for them Florida Panthers. But um, I know it. And, I know it. Whew, they've been hot, but you know I'm a Hurricanes dude. I'm taking hurricanes, the Avalanche. But taking speaking, avalanche speaking of Hurricanes, I'll tell you, I'm Carolina um, storm surge all day. I'm gonna switch over to another sport and go a little bit down south to South Beach. Miami Hurricanes basketball. Oh, I absolutely love this story because you spoke about the creation of the NCAA earlier. Mark Emmert is stepping down. He'll be stepping down next year, and he sucks at his job. Good damn riddance. Go ahead. Because this is the mess that we get. Miami Hurricanes basketball, name, image, and likeness, billionaire John Ruiz, the transfer portal, professional agents, negotiations, pay to play, threats to leave, and guard Isaiah Wong. All of that packaged into one store because Isaiah Wong threatens to enter the transfer portal if he is not compensated fairly with his NIL deal. The university, of course, cannot comment due to the NIL guidelines. They can't have any interaction with this whatsoever because of NIL rules, NIL laws. So they've got to sit on the sideline and be like, um, I can't help you with your NIL deal. So I don't know who you, you need to talk to. Isaiah Wong, all he did was he was second in scoring on the team. He wasn't even the leading scorer on his team this past year with 15.3 points per game, four rebounds, two assists. Really not that big of a deal. But at some point in time within this story, find, come to find out that his agent, his NIL agent, was going reaching a little too far trying to maximize his deal, et cetera, et cetera. Isaiah Wong is not leaving the University of Miami because of an NIL deal gone bad. 
He's staying with the school. But good God, this is a hot freaking mess. NIL, just all over the place. Eddie Cool, the ball. All right, the ball, and I'll catch it. Why? Because Jameis Winston is throwing it. And speaking of Jameis Winston, Jameis graduated this past weekend, fellas. So a shout-out to uh, Jameis Winston for going back oh, to wow. school, for getting his degree. Okay, now according to Sports Illustrated, because that's where it comes from, as you can see, all right, um, after winning the Heisman Trophy in the BCS National Championship while at Florida State, Jameis Winston returned to Tallahassee this past weekend after seven years away to complete his college experience, all right? Now he's a quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, and he attended Florida State's graduation on Friday to receive his diploma, all right? The 28-year-old has been taking online classes since leaving school in 2015 and completed his degree, all right, with a major in social sciences and a minor in business. Shout out to Jameis Winston, man, who shows it's never too late to go back to school. Over to you, Scotty D. All right, so this this weekend coming up, we're going to have a incredible UFC fight card. Yes. The main event is going to feature a lightweight championship, Charles Oliveira defending against Justin Gaethje. Um, if Justin Gaethje could keep this thing on his, on the feet, he has a chance. Much like Dustin Poirier, he wants to slug it out with Oliveira. And much like Dustin Poirier, Oliveira wants to get into the ground and submit him. Oliveira has the most submissions in UFC history, and that's the way he's. Uh, I'm picking it to go this week. And I think Oliveira gets uh, gets make gets his way with Gaethje. I uh, also got Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler, a couple. Of, I think Rose Namajunas is fighting on this this card to defend her title. It's a great card. Stay up late Saturday night and watch it. Be live. Over to you. Let me finish this off the way that I know how to do things. I'll be watching UFC this weekend. Third and final pepper point. Ah, oh, the NFL draft, you got to love it. But there's a couple side stories that you may not know about. A typical love story. Boy meets girl. Boy dates girl. Boy wins contest to announce team of choice draft pick. Boy asks girl to marry him on stage at the NFL draft. Deadpool style with a ring pop. Boy marries girl next year on the NFL draft stage, perfectly suited in Las Vegas. Yes, this happened. And congratulations to Brianna McAllister and Toby Costner. Toby Costner is a diehard um, Chiefs, um, Kansas City Chiefs fan. Brianna McAllister is a Saints fan, but she did wear the Chiefs gear because it was a Chiefs pick. He did propose to her last year at the Cleveland draft with a ring pop. I kid you not. Look up the story. Wow. Love made at the NFL draft. You got to love. They actually got married this year. Suit, tie, wedding dress, all of the whole nine yards. I believe it was sometime in the sixth round. But congratulations to them. Got married in Las Vegas at the NFL draft. You cannot make this up. Pretty cool. Take us home. <laughs> he says sucker. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And everybody, thank you for watching, listening, and being enamored with us here at the Sports Bros Podcast. We're about to get out of here. And actually, we might see a full episode of Monday Night Raw tonight is if we don't fall asleep. Anything you want to say before we get up out of here, fellas? Congratulations to Miguel Cabrera, the greatest hitter I've ever seen. Just got his 3,000th hit against Colorado last week. Yes. J.R. Smith, 4.0 at N- um, NC, A&T State University, 4.0, and anything is possible. Yes, sir. 
Exactly. And in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They'll appreciate it now more than ever. This has been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. As I slide away from my desk, try not to fall we and bust my will, behind. We and with that being said, you. thank you for listening to another episode we of the Sports Bros Podcast. Will, be like, get us out of here. Hey, to Mama Donnelly, Mama Livingston, and our sports mama angel looking from above. Happy Mother's Day to you all. We love Happy you. Mother's Day. Well, yes, happy Mother's Day. Love y'all. Y'all take care. See you next yes, week. Sir. Thanks for listening to the Sports Bros Podcast. Ah, yes, sir. Hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. Do you want some more of the Sports Bros podcast in your life? Wait a minute, don't answer that. The answer is yes, and I know you want some more of the Sports Bros podcast in your life. Do us a small favor. Go to the description box, click our link tree link, and you'll see all the links on how to follow the Sports Bros podcast. Once again, thanks for listening.